your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. The boys are here at Hollow Spirits. So it was so funny. We had so many guests and friends of the show over at our broadcast booth before we started this one today at Hollow Spirits that Mikey back at the studio was like, turn the mics down. There's so much life over there. Uh-huh. So then, because we had some friends of the show out. It's pretty nice. By the way, got a grip of Isotopes tickets. Come see your boys. We're giving away tickets for the Albuquerque Isotopes against the Salt Lake Bees. And you know how I feel about Salt Lake. You know how I feel about bees. You put Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> you remember how many years ago was it now? It was, oh, gosh, I bet almost 30. Almost 30 years ago now, the killer bees were coming. And I was like, well, I'm a big, I'm a big Bagwell guy. Yeah, Bagwell, Biggio, yeah. Bell, Berkman, Barry. Uh, Berkman, number one. Yeah, obviously. And, obviously. And then, but the, the killer bees kind of went the way of the, the, the death murder hornets. Like, they don't really exist. Yeah, what happened to these killer bees? It's just an urban legend. They, what happened to the Africanized killer bees? That's what it was, but they don't exist Are, anymore. Should we be expecting South Americanized killer bees next? Yeah. What's Nor- next? Northern Korean uh, monkey pox carrying killer <laughs> bees. Well, they can't leave the border, so they're <laughs> not going to get us. No, they're not going to get yeah. us. Mike Vitale back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. How are you, friend? Top of the afternoon to you guys. Glad to have you along. This is... You are, well, you're one of our favorites, and, and then we're excited that you're back with us. We have got a lot of friends of the show here, and they're hanging out with us at Hollow Spirits. We're giving away ice tub tickets. Come hang out with your boys. We're up until 6.15 tonight. At 5.15, Josh Sushan will join us. We're going to talk some ice tub baseball, talk about the game last night. Also, I don't know, like a week too late, Major League Baseball put out like an automatic ball strikes, like blueprint deal. Did you get this in your email, Van? Oh, my email? Yes. What's what's an email? Okay. So Major League Baseball emails <laughs> out this, like, reference card today that explains, like, how it calls automatic balls and strikes. And I'm like, well, this is, you know what, actually, I'm going to put this on the social media. This will be a good one. So it's got, like, hey, the operator goes here. This is where the camera is. If you're Jose Altuve, this is how it works. If you're Aaron Judge, this is how it works. And uh, we're going to talk to Josh about that at length. Well, we, we need to clarify if there's an actual robot behind home plate because I don't feel that Josh Hushan has clarified he's that not, enough to me. He's not said it enough times if there was or wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask him again. And if there is a robot behind home plate, does it make Julian fries? Because I don't see a point in creating a robot that's not also a slave chef. Well, I mean, as far as I know, he's going to suck up all the dirt behind home plate. Because that's what my robot does Roomba. in my house. We're talking about your Roomba. Talking about my Roomba. That's what you're talking yeah. about. We're going to be hanging out all day long. Nate Davis will be joining us, I think, at 4.30. 4.30, Nate Davis will be joining us. Uh, Wait, the, which Nate Davis? The Nate Davis. The Nate Davis. Correct. That's what's up. Went to the Gladiators press conference today. They got their home this weekend against the Strike Force van. They're playing against the San Diego Strike Force. I hope it's not 11 Chuck Norrises. It's, well, there's only eight guys on the field, so... So probably not 11 Chuck Norris's. Okay. 
Norasis. Norasai. Norsi. Norasis. This, uh, the North Sea. Norasasa. Ah, North Men is a new movie with Alexander Skarsgård. So it's going to be a good program today. We're going to laugh a lot. There's a lot going on in the world of sports. It's National Redhead Day, Van. Yeah. It is a Ginger Thursday on the program. And because it's a Ginger Thursday, you are a ginger. I am a ginger. Yeah, you That are. is true. It is not a blessing. It is a curse. And you have been able to overcome so many obstacles in your life that that has brought you. Yeah, I mean, as a minority, and we are the biggest minority on earth. That's, and um, That's a backwards sentence. How so? Well, if you're a minority, you can't be the biggest one. You'd have to be the smallest one. So we're the biggest small minority. Okay. Easily. Uh-huh. And here's the thing. Enjoy your redhead friends while you can. Okay. Because they're going away. What is it? It's a recessive trait. Is this it's a- not going to be, unless you have some Hitler-style selective breeding, uh-huh. there's not going to be redheads forever. So let me get this straight. Are you making, like, a not-so-great Dale Earnhardt joke right here? Uh, no, I'm saying that hug your ginger friends because we're not going to be here forever. Also, I was thinking Dale Earnhardt Jr., wasn't I? He's very much still with us. Very much yeah. still with us. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. Harold, uh, Red Grange, I think, is the biggest one. Your jokes are pretty intimidating so far Thank today. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. The uh, Ladies and gentlemen, did you watch the public address last night for the Miami Heat? No, I missed it. What okay, happened? Okay, so Boston and Miami last night. That game's in Miami. Is that right? Correct, yeah. yeah. So they're doing the game, and it's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we ask at this time that you stand uh, for a moment of silence and recognition for the lives lost in Uvalde, Texas. And then the crowd stands, and that's really wonderful. And then afterwards, uh, he says, on behalf of Miami Heat, we ask that you reach out to 612-441, whatever it was. And he's like, uh, and contact your local senator and ask for change. Ooh. Register to vote. Thank you. Register, you can register to vote at MiamiHeat.com slash vote, where we will, we, uh, we will assist you in the process of electing officials that will make change in the world. And it was um, just spot on. It was my goodness! Absolutely spot on. How did this slide through my sports world Su- fingers? Super powerful, super cool. Um, but there you go, there you go. Red Grange. Uh, we were going to go over some famous redheads in sports to open the program. Uh, obviously, played with the Chicago Bears, um, but you probably know him best because not every player gets a fo- gets a movie, and there's a there's a movie named after him. So, so there you go. Red Grange is, I think, maybe the biggest one. I don't know. If your nickname's not Red, are you even really a ginger? I go by Red to a few family members. Yeah. Yep, I'm Red. It's true. Red Shandy. He was a St. Louis Cardinal. Well, here, here's the thing about me. Yeah. If you see me now as 40-year-old adult van, you might not notice how gingery I am unless you see the beard you glistening see, well, in the sun. Hard to miss the beard. I used to be much gingery in my youth. It's going away. Sean White, I think, would be on that list. Sean White was a big... Are you... Extreme sports, actual sports? Of course. That's a sport. Because they're scoring. No, if you sweat while you're doing it, it's a sport. That's Nope, no, because yard work is not a sport. And no one said yard work was a sport until you did just you now. You just said if you sweat, that makes it a sport. If it's a competition and you sweat during it, it's a sport. For example, poker is not a sport. For those who say poker is a sport, you are wrong. It's a game of skill. Darts are not a sport. Darts are a game of skill. You can sweat during darts. What are you doing, jumping jacks in between mm, throws? What are you doing, point. Fred? You don't sweat in billiards. How heavy are the darts you're throwing? 
You sweat in bowling? Question mark. To bowl, yeah, bowling's a game of skill. Bowling isn't a sport. God, I just don't know how I feel about that. I don't think you're correct because you can beat someone at bowling. Yes. Therefore, it's a competition. Competition to me is sport. You can beat somebody at pogs. Pogs isn't a sport. I'm having a hard time accepting that because I think pogs is a sport. I think pogs, like even it's a game of skill. Hacky sack. I think hacky sack would be a sport. You can sweat during hacky sack, but I don't think hacky sack's a sport. Well, that just that throws your whole rule out the window. No, there's exceptions to the rule. Mmm. I would think like compet like. There's a sporting culture around, like, poker. So I would say poker is a sport. Poker is a game of skill. Poker is not a sport. As someone who played poker professionally for a living, me, it's not a sport. Oh, gosh. It is is competitive. It is a competition. It is a game of skill. But I do not believe it is a sport. Oh, I don't think you're right. The, Let's talk this out. All right, because so you can have a winner and a loser. Correct. You yeah. can also have a winner and a loser at Candyland, but that doesn't make Candyland a sport. Are board games sports? Okay, let me let me unpackage it a different way. Okay. Are poker players athletes? From the live- I think you have to be an athlete to play a sport. From the texter. Anything that is a paid play-by-play broadcaster is a sport. That's got to be Sebastian, and he's a play-by-play <laughs> broadcaster who wants to get more contracts. <laughs> so, he is not an impartial judge in this situation. So, But I think he's on point, though, because like I know Sebastian, for instance, is broadcast like cheer and dance competition, and I would call that a sport. Yes, you sweat, and you compete against other people. I have broad- Cheer and dance, those are athletes. So I have broadcast professional wrestling. I have broadcast roller derby. Are those sport? Roller derby, yes. Wrestling, no. Wrestling is entertainment. Okay. Roller derby. It's in the name. World Wrestling <laughs> Entertainment. It's, yeah, well, they got it in the friggin' name. I've never broadcast for that one. Yeah. But, yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a weird qualifier. You can't. Okay, if baseball was choreographed, it'd be entertainment. But they're playing against each other and they're trying their best. Savannah Bananas. Except for the Black Sox. Savannah Bananas. Savannah Bananas, that's entertainment. That's not a sport. So the one I think that really blows you out, though, is going back to redheads in sports, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr., he just turns left. There's no sweating involved in that. Say, Okay, that would definitely be an exception. That's a skillful activity. And you sweat a lot. You sweat buckets into your suit. Oh, you do? Yeah. It, like, recycles your urine. What do you? Like you drink your own sweat in the suit. Are you messing with me? No. Like a spacesuit? Yes. You're that... wearing a spacesuit that, like, wicks sweat off of you and turns it into more water that you drink out of your own jacket. <sighs> I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I just don't think I'm buying in. Because I think any time where it's like, hey, two people pitted against each other in competition, to me that is sport. But also there's the other form of sport – which is like fishing, where that's not a sport. No, it's not a sport. But it's called sport fishing. Sport hunting. Okay. I would say hunting would be a sport if you had to do it with your bare hands. Or teach bears how to shoot automatic weapons. 
and then it becomes a sport. If the, if the animals fought back, you can call it a sport. Then it's just hunting. Like It's already got a name. You don't need to call it sport hunting. It's just called hunting. It's illegal in Alabama to wrestle a bear. We Yeah, we, um, we found that out recently. <laughs> which, which makes bear wrestling not a sport. It makes it illegal. It's still a sport, but it's just an illegal sport. Because so, both of them are sweating. The conclusion the is... The bear is sweating out of his mouth, and then... Uh, that's a the human is <laughs> the human is sweating blood out of everywhere the bear touches. Twelve-time All-Star as well as home run derby champion Mark McGuire is the greatest ginger athlete of all time. <sighs> I might, man, that's a tough one. That's a really that's that's a great answer from the. Okay, lo- he would be on the Rushmore of gingers from the texter. Mud wrestling, spaghetti wrestling, hot oil wrestling, all considered sports. Okay. Uh, where? Because I want to see these things. Well, we own a production like, company. What at is a like, frat party? No, like, it's slowing what, us down. Where are these events happening? We would call it the O Boy RD Fest, mm. and I think it would be very good. We're two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. On the road, of course, at Hollow Spirits. We're having a heck of a day. We're here until 6.15. We're going to be... I don't know, laughing a lot, playing a lot. We've got a lot of fun guests coming in, including Nate Davis of the Duke City Gladiators. That'll be a good little spot. We started our day today at the YMCA. You had a big board meeting day with the Y. What's going on at the Y? Oh, man, we got the big golf tournament coming yeah. up in a couple months. We're going to start talking all about that soon. Some really great news. Membership is up. Yes. Yeah, isn't that great? It's on the rebound. It's on the recovery. And then we're uh, still fixing that community garden. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of big donations from different yeah. organizations around Big town. shout out to Lowe's on 12th. Brad DeLong, thank you for your donation. One of them dudes. Shannon Cody at Osuna Nursery, thank you for your donation. Also those dudes. Love yeah. everything about that. So we're having a lot of fun with it. New Mexico Pinon has been a day one with us, so thank you to them. And then obviously uh, tomorrow it's basically a watermelon walk-off day with Teller Vodka as we are live at Isotopes Ballpark. Come down to Hollow Spirits, see your boys. We're giving out tickets. we got some left. we got Isotopes tickets. That's going to be really good. we got some Duke City Gladiators stuff uh, that Nate Davis is going to be giving away whenever he gets in. Yeah, come, come get an autograph from Offensive Player of the Year, Nate Davis, NFL veteran Nate Davis, all-around dude Nate Davis. 95.9 FM and AM 610. D, Sports Animal. Boys are still live at Hollow Spirits. Friends of the show have come. Friends of the show have gone. The in-between, the broadcast is the best little part of being out live at a location. Just gave away like 10 tickets. Bunch of high stuff tickets. Come grab some. These are for, what are these dated at, man? June 15th. June 15th. So you, you got a bunch of them for June 15th. So what are you doing on June yeah, 15th? Yeah, you don't even have to hustle for this week. You got time to plan. Figure it out. Figure it out. Also, these are super good tickets. So these are like. Lower bowl, these are like, this is the spot. So come see your boys at Hollow Spirits. Big thank you to Mandy over there at Q Miller. She kind of runs all the promotions for the cluster. And she was like, if you're at Hollow Spirits, make sure people know they can come get these ice tips tickets from me. I was like, well, yes, hard yes. Bunch of concert series and stuff coming up too. So we'll make sure we get all that to you when the time comes. Not related to Cumulus or anything, but uh, next Sunday we're going to Nelly Van over at the Rio Rancho Event Center. And that's going to be the jam. Ooh. That's going to be the jam of all jams. You've never seen Nelly. I've never seen Nelly um, until I met you. I've never wanted to see Nelly. Mm-hmm. But makes... to see to see your look of joy and excitement and just childhood 
elation. Yes. Oh, boy. I am so excited yeah, to see Nelly. Very good. We're going to enjoy that. I do need to study a little bit. I need to brush up on my country grammar on yes. before, I, before I started it. Yes, that's 100% yeah. true. Yeah. The, I would say you could do like I did when I bought the country grammar album in 2000, and I guess it would have been one. You just put it in your CD player and then never take it out. Yeah, you said it's still in there. It's still in there. I've been in your car yes, before. Still I, the same CD. There are three CDs that have never gone out of rotation for me. Country Grammar, obviously. Bush's 16 Stone. And An Pearl, Oasis. And Pearl Jam's 10. Oh, I missed the last yeah. one. Well, What's the Story Morning Glory really only has two absolute bangers, but then it's got a lot of very good ones. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. per- it's perfect getting the end. Everything about it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, all those, I got an idea. All those albums I named are perfect. You know the best way to brush up on your country grammar? Uh, with a little bit of... Uh, uh. Yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> That's exactly how. How'd you know that? Uh, well, I'm familiar with the you work. You don't need to brush up on your country grammar. You're no. living that life. Yes, I'm already knowing. The Golden State Warriors of San Francisco are going to beat up on the Dallas Mavericks tonight, and that will be the end of the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA playoffs. Are you, is that a question? No. Sound like a statement. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the uh not gonna not gonna not gonna happen this year, Dallas. Naga naga not gonna happen this year? No, not gonna happen at all. So the uh I mean I don't know, what do you think? Ninety to forty five, something like that should be what this final is on this one. But it's uh it's not even gonna be much of a ball game. And you know how I know it's not gonna be much of a ball game, man? Tell me how. Well let me tell you how. Tell me how it's because in 2015, the Warriors won the NBA championship. Oh, okay. Okay. In 2017, the Warriors won the NBA championship. Um, yeah, okay. In 2018, the Warriors won the NBA championship. Okay. Now, I know what you're thinking. And by the way, they beat the Cavs in all of this. I know what you're thinking. What, is that, uh, what does that have to do, Fred, with What today? is the historical significance, Fred? Well, in 2022, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar released a brand-new album last week. Ah, yes, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, that instant is, classic. It, apparently, according to Kendrick Lamar fans. But also in 2015, To Pimp a Butterfly came out. In 2017, Damn. And then 2018, Black Panther's soundtrack. So, every year that Kendrick Lamar releases an album – is a year that the Golden State Warriors win the championship, Van. Right. You were a fan of both of these things. Where were these loser Warriors in 2012 when Good Kid Mad City came out is my question. This is, well, that was a little, a, little too <laughs> early, a little too early to the game. Nate Davis just reached out to me. He, uh, he is en route. He will not make the 4.30 tea time, so he's going to catch us on the back nine. So we're going to get Nate Davis on. Um, soonish is the answer. Well, he's been in Albuquerque long enough to be on Albuquerque time, so there's that at least. There is that. Also, a little inside baseball. I know he's bringing his mom out. Oh, so no. He, yeah, so he had to pick oh, her up. I'm it's excited. Gonna be, gonna be the cutest little thing you ever seen. Okay, I would believe the hype in this time frame if they also won it in 2012 when Good Kid Mad City came out. Well, that one is not a banger. That's a that's – a, You uh, watch your mouth. It didn't, it didn't get no ship. B don't kill my vibe. Are you kidding me? Backseat freestyle, money trees. These are, are all bangers. What are you trying? What are you trying to say? That almost every song on Good Kid, Mad City is a banger, and it's the it's the Warriors' loss that they didn't win it in 2012 as well. Well, I believe the 2012 victor was LeBron James and the Miami Heat, as I recall off the top of my head. 
So I, who, what did Mr. Worldwide do that year? Did he put out an album? Let's see if we can find <laughs> correlation there. Okay, okay. Now, let's say it wasn't, but let's say Good Kid, Mad City was Kendrick's first album. Okay. So every subsequent album, the Warriors have won a championship. That is correct. If you word it that way, I'm kind of in. The Well, I think what's interesting here is because we're having this conversation, and I'm like, hey, let's, you know, let's talk a lot about the Warriors. Let's talk a lot about the finals. Let's talk a lot about Boston. And we're talking about Kendrick Lamar, and you're like, well, Fred, shouldn't we be talking about Kendrick Perkins? No, Van. No, no, no. No. No, 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 never. No. When have I ever done that? You've never brought that up. I talk about Perkins restaurants this, more than Kendrick Perkins. Okay. So does Tiger Woods. Kendrick, if we were doing the varsity of Kendricks, I don't know if Kendrick Perkins would make the list. Anna Kendrick gets the silver. Okay, that's a good one. Obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. And then literally anyone else yeah, named anyone Kendrick else named gets Kendrick the bronze. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Kendrick Perkins, I'm sure you're a lovely guy. Shout out to the Perkins family. How do you re- how would you really ask how many Kendricks could you point in? Like if like if you were jawing off against someone at a game and be like, name ten better Kendricks. And they're like, Well I can give you I can give you twenty. I'm only asking for ten. You can't really produce ten Kendricks. Uh Angels Utility Man Howie Kendrick. I got that one. This, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a super good one. The, so obviously it won't be the Cavs this year, but it will be the Boston Celtics. And good for the Boston Celtics because they've had, what, like six finals appearances in this since 2000, and what they've made it one time and they won one ship. But it, it almost seems like a drought for the Celtics, but it's not been a drought per se. They've been in the mix, but they just haven't been there. I got the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors are going to close it out versus Dallas. And then I got the Warriors over the Celtics as, you know, being National Redhead Day. I do kind of hope the Celtics win for the, you know, the Irishman in me. Right. But I just don't think they got a chance. It's the Warriors year. The Warriors are back. Welcome back, boys. We're going to move some things around on the program, a little programming note. And Chelsea Spalding is going to join us. She's from Sprouts Market. We're going to talk about a donation that they made to us on behalf of the drive we had last weekend. So Sprouts made a nice little donation to us. And they're running their own drive for fire relief. So we're going to do that here in about five minutes. And that's going to move Nate Davis to uh, following at some point. So, So just heads up for those at home and tuning in. If you're also, like... After this, if you're like, hey, I'm going to listen to the boys, I'm going to listen to Ice Tubes, I'm going to put in a Kendrick album, learn this entire album. What's the brand new one? Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Okay, because learn – what is it? Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Is it – it's like a sequel to Willy Wonka? It's a – it's a it's billed as a double disc, so it's got two themes, the first and second half of the album. It's the most introspective, thoughtful hip-hop album I've ever heard. So I highly recommend you listen to it, and you listen to it in one sitting. How long is it? I think an hour and ten minutes. That's too much. One hour and ten minutes of doing nothing else? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everyone else. You you will hate this album. Is this like on a hammock kind of thing? There is not one girl singing a chorus. That's not true. Now that I said that out loud, there's one. Is there Skylar Skylar Gray on it? I'm a big Skylar Gray guy. The Marvel girl? Is that her name? It's I'm Jean, Gray. Jean Grey. It's Jean Grey. Wrong Jean Grey. No, that's the girl from Macklemore. Today's Varsity of Greys today. <laughs> the uh, Kansas City Greys on the that's list. That's a really good one. That's a very good one. The uh, Is this the new, like, 
every other year LeBron or Alabama wins? Like, is this the new, like, that? Like, is the consistency that there? If the Warriors win this year, there's something to it. Unless Ime Udoka, Celtics coach, has, like, the most brilliant defensive game plan, Warriors are going to dominate. All right. So you're you're a legit Ken Lamar fan. This is not just a bit for the radio? No, 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 yeah, like big time. Is the Black Panther soundtrack a bit of a reach for this? Uh, Black Panther soundtrack is a bit of a reach yeah. for this. Like the, Kendrick only had three songs on there. Still, I mean, even stu- though he all was studios. A, he was a producer and an executive producer, but it's kind of a reach, but it fits. If the Warriors win it this year, there's something to it. If in 2016 he had dropped like an unmastered, like underground only. He literally did. Yep. Yeah. And that year, Golden State lost to Cleveland. Does that mean that that is still the Kendrick okay. rub? Well, here's the thing. He's had a couple of those B-side albums throughout yeah. the years, and he's obviously done albums with other people. But his self-titled studio albums that he produced and was the main contributor, the Warriors have won the championship since Good Kid, Mad City. Here's a fun, There's something to it. Here's a fun fact about the uh, rap music industry. A lot of writers, producers, performers, artists, entertainers, whatevers, whenever they create new music, they will then um, take that music to be previewed at adult entertainment facilities mm-hmm. to see the crowd reaction to it, mm-hmm. and then that becomes their tax write-off. Okay. I need to update my resume. <laughs> I'm going to look for a new job. Whenever we get back, Chelsea Spalding will join us. She's going to talk about the efforts that Sprouts is making to help those individuals, the same individuals that we helped last week with our fire relief drive in northern New Mexico is, uh, well, that Hermit's Peak fire. It just keeps us spreading. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Hollow Spirits. Welcome back to the boys. We're trying to come down and get ice tub tickets. Well, you're going to have to move a lot quicker. They're going fast. It was the second we went to break, and I think I'm down – I'm not, I'm not good at math, but at least a dozen. At least a dozen is handed out. Well, here's the thing. We, yeah. had, we hand them out in twos and fours yeah. pretty regularly. Pretty regularly. So people are like, hey, hey, what about uh, the extended family? Yeah, well, that's real, though, here. What about my work buddies? So, huh? new friend of the – well, friend of the show, I just met Freddie, who is not me, but is a guy that is here and also just has my name. He was like, yeah, I got the whole family out. He's like, he's like, I'm a big fan of House Spirits. I love that. I was like, this is – you're saying really nice things to me. You're saying all the right things. Thank you. Yeah. Here's some ice tub tickets for you and your friends. Speaking of friends of the show, Sprouts is now a friend of the show. Hey, there we go. Sprouts, welcome to the show. Chelsea Spalding, who is a manager over at Sprouts, and we connected with them earlier in the week because they made a donation to the fire relief drive that we did last weekend. Uh, came a little late, but it did come, so it counts. It's yeah, in the right totally. direction. Uh, but Sprouts is also doing their own resource drive, and that is this weekend. Is that correct, Chelsea? So actually what we're doing this weekend is a program with some elementary aged kids. They're coming to learn about, you know, uh, grocery shopping in general, uh, you know, budgeting and that sort of thing. They're going to get some Am I too old? Am I too old for this? Yeah, probably Dang it, I need this bad. I need this thing real bad. (laughs) But they're going to come in with their teacher and get split into groups and we'll walk them through the store, kind of give them a breakdown of each department 
the benefits of the foods in that department or vitamins and body care, that sort of thing. And do you just, need Van to come and guest host the alcohol department? Do you um, need him? I, I do think that we're going to skip the alcohol department. I don't okay. really How think that's going to be appropriate. Uh, they are elementary aged. That's kids. when you got to learn. You got to no. get it early. You got to yeah. start. Yeah. 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 That's, here's how they convert they, ounces. How are they going to know in between bourbon and Irish whiskey? If you don't teach them now. Yeah, they're um, probably <laughs> living a different childhood than you did. Ben, oh, so. Okay. They're I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it actually. <laughs> yeah. For what yeah. I went through. Mm-hmm. Chelsea says they're not you. <laughs> <laughs> so Sprouts is is hosting some youth in the community, and you guys are doing a cool program. Um, but then, how is it tied into to helping the fire relief? So we did do uh, a big donation earlier, uh, early last week actually, up in Santa Fe. We took, I believe it was like six pallets of water. A uh, bunch of produce, oh, that cool. sort of stuff up there, just to kind of help out as much as we can. So oh, cool. the program this weekend, it was partnered through what? Youth groups? or, or So ha- it's through Zia Elementary. Okay. Um, and actually, they first approached us, and we decided we really liked the idea. And so we're looking to, to sponsor a classroom a month, um, which obviously it's the end of the school year. So we're interested in maybe summer programs, anybody who, who wants to bring some kids around. Bam. Well, Bam. well, Bam. well, Bam. there's two dudes Bam. sitting right here on the board of the YMCA. Bam. What's up? You know anyone? You know, what's up? You know hey, guy? I got a guy. You got a guy? I got a guy. Got a so, guy. And we actually, I know the YMCA had their kid program. Uh, maybe a month or so ago, their healthy eating program. We did donate to that as well. So, oh, how lovely! Awesome. Interested in that. Well, and that's the thing about Sprouts, man. So Sprouts is not the Walmart, okay? So Sprouts is the vegetables they get. They're only good for like two days, and then <laughs> Which they got, I prefer because these are organic, all natural. Like what you're going to get is going to be super fresh, and then tomorrow it has to get donated somewhere. <laughs> Does it work that fast there at the grocery? Uh, that's a bit of an exaggeration, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> ah. uh, it definitely lasts more than two days. Yes. You would hope that we're not serving overripe produce. Uh, but we do have a, a donation food program that we do at Sprouts. We donate um, things that are bruised, things that are perhaps a little damaged in the packaging department. And we donate that through Roadrunner Food Bank. Um, it's our food rescue program that we do. We love Roadrunner Food Bank. We're a big Road, Roadrunner Food Bank fam over here. Yeah, I was at the Sprouts the other day picking up the donation van for our fire relief drive that we did. And uh, uh, upon leaving, I was like, well, I'm going to grab a little lunch. I'm going to get a little lunch on the way out. So sure. I got like a pre-made deli Sammy. And I was like, oh, I'm really happy about this Sammy. Got some like kettle fried sour cream and onion potato chips. I was like, I'm gonna eat. I'm like, but let's top this thing off with a Coca-Cola. Let's get one ice cold Coca-Cola, which they don't have. They didn't have the Coca-Cola, so recommended to me was it like the what kind of type of Coca-Cola was it? Zevia. Zevia? Are you familiar with this? Ah, uh, yes. Have you had this before? I have. Okay. Uh, Zevia makes one of my favorite um, whiskey mixers. They got a <laughs> Zevia is a quality ginger beer. Okay, so I well I was not familiar with that. The so I bought two. I said, I said, well, I will have one. But now what I've done is I've planted it at the office in the refrigerator to see how long it takes for someone to snatch it. Is it just a regular cola? It's just a regular cola. Yeah, I'm a big cola I guy. thought you were Note to it self, would grow more Steel, <laughs> Fred's, cola. Yeah, because whenever I bring glass bottle Cokes and put them in the fridge, they're gone in about a minute. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm going to see how, how long the Zevia lasts in the fridge. Well, not long that you told me about it. <laughs> Oh, so, wait, never mind. I'm not. You can't drink at work. No, yeah, no. Yeah. It 
they frown upon that. Then. So this program with Sprouts and uh, community outreach into classrooms and youth organizations, if someone's interested in that information and becoming a part of the program, what do they have to do, Chelsea? Uh, really just contact Sprouts on San Mateo and Lomas. The phone number is 505-268-5127. You can speak to a manager. And uh, we'll get the ball rolling on that. Oh, so that, but there, there's like a tremendous cost, right? It costs like hundreds and hundreds of dollars to no, do. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the kids have to like provide that. It's like a field trip, you know. When yeah. you take a field trip as a kid, you pay a certain amount of money. So that that money is what they'll use to purchase their items. At the end of the day, the teacher will come through and pay it all. But we're actually donating a gift card to the teacher that we're sponsoring each month. So oh, cool! All right. Hello, Person, uh, personal testimony here. Yeah. The Sprouts on Lomas and San Mateo is my home grocery store. Yep, I it is my home base. Often. Yeah. Okay. I just thought maybe Sprouts was big fans of the show, and they reached out. And but Chelsea, no, this Chelsea is isn't only a, a friend and a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Also, my grocer. Mm. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Well, I, I, did. I did. I did. I okay. said. <laughs> you did not. That's why I said it. Not I Chelsea, anything we missed on the new program? Anything we missed on the community outreach? Uh, not that I can think of. I think we covered it all. Give me that phone number one more time. If you are a youth organization or a team or a classroom or anyone who has a positive impact in kids' lives, how can they connect with Sprouts? The number is 505-268-127. There you go, boys. There you go. Groceries helping kids. What we need to do, Van, is because, and it's not like the sexiest remote ever. A lot of foot traffic, though. Mm-hmm. We, need to forget, we need to get out in front of that Sprouts one day is what we need to do. So what we need to do is we need to get out there. We get to take a stack of ISOP tickets, and we say, hey, we know you have choices in grocery, but when you come see your boys, you can come to Sprouts. That's the move, man. I'm into it. I and am into get that, you too. stack of Isotopes tickets and a stack of Zevia. Ooh, yeah. a little Zevia. Like whenever I used to play Santa Claus at the Kmart, and they put me on a Coca-Cola throne, and then the kids would sit on my lap. And throw Sprites at you. And then. Wait, what? Cry because you're scary. <laughs> they will, so I had a artificial beard, a Santa Claus beard, and I would go, oh, oh, oh. That's, oh, that's convincing. Yeah, it was not bad, That's right? really good. I'm pretty strong at this thing. Yeah. Chelsea Spalding, manager over at Sprouts, thank you so very much. We're two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. That dude from Bel Air is here. Nate Davis, quarterback for your Duke City Gladiators who's currently on the comeback with the knee. Nate, how's the knee doing, brother? Hey, first off, hey, man, I just want to appreciate y'all letting me be on the show with yep. y'all. Um, but, hey, you know, it, it's a process. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm moving around. I'm moving around. I mean, it's a, it's a process. Uh, I do therapy four times a week. There you go. Um, and uh, But, I mean, it's definitely a process. Uh, my knee hurts, of course. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm only five weeks out of surgery. Oh, wait. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a process, but I'm coming back. This is your first injury, kind of like ever. I'm talking about ever, I ever, ever. I ain't never, never, ever missed a game ever since Pee Wee football. Oh wait, so so what is what does four days a week mean? What is the, is that is that multiple hours a day with someone? Is it doing uh, your own work? What's so, that look like? So of course you know you, you do your own stuff on your own time, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I go for an hour. I would say probably about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. um, four times a week uh, with our trainer uh, at uh, at Evolve, and uh, it's full hour and a half of pain i mean there's there's nothing else to, to how i explain it for the friends of the show i might not be familiar i'll hand it off to you after this fan uh 
Nate caught the knee against the Rattlers in the opening week, and that was just an absolutely devastating one. It was the end of the first half there. And then uh, it's been a little bit of a road for Duke City ever since. They caught a couple L's in a row, which uh, was a dang shame, but they got a chance to even their record of 500 this weekend against the visiting San Diego Strike Force. So you're sitting there watching the boys. How hard is it for you? First injury ever, and you're up in the stands. Like, you're up in the booth. You got the headset on. Like, how hard is it for you being on the other side of the field? So I'm five weeks out of surgery. Yeah. The game I played in, I weighed in at 245. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a I, svelte. I'm 229. I haven't worked out, nothing like that. I haven't ran, nothing like that. Straight stress. <laughs> oh, that's a man that misses the game right there. <laughs> and that's all it is, man. And you know, it, it just sucks, you know, just to sit back and watch your brothers play. And I can't do nothing about it. Well, and speaking about your brothers, but you know, speaking about your family and speaking about your friends, and I know your mom's in town right now. Good, you know, is there's still a lot of conver- all your conversations are about about football, right? Yes. It's it's not not a part of your life, hmm. but to not be able to get that fit, that competitive and physical edge off that you have for so very long, what are you doing mentally to deal with that? What are you uh, doing to to release? Playing Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> playing Call of Duty, but uh, you know. Uh, going to practice, you know, being still being around the guys, yeah. you know, still still being a part of the team. You know, that's that's what's helping me the most, I would say. Uh, but, you know, it's definitely still hard. It's definitely still hard because, you know, I want to, you know what I'm saying, I want to be on that field, you know, competing with these guys, mm-hmm. you know, because that's all I know. Um, I've never missed a game. You know, this was my 12th season, and I've never missed a game. And now sitting back watching, um, you know, it, it sucks. It, it really does. So, you know. To the people out there, you know, going through injuries, you know, saying, hey, it takes time. You know, it takes time, but you just got to keep on pushing through it. Well, you got a rookie quarterback out there trying to take your place. <laughs> What's it like? You've never been in this situation before. You've never been hurt, never been on the sidelines. But here you are now in this mentoring situation. Is it something that you just took upon naturally? Um, well, I mean, always uh, it's all in being, uh, being coachable. Um, because, of course, you know, when I first started, you know, I, was, I wasn't a starter. So it's just, you know, how can you be coachable? And that's where now I'm giving back. All the knowledge I know, I'm trying to give it to Ramon. I'm trying to give Ramon. And Ramon's a great kid. You know, he's picking it up on well. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over. Um, but, there's you know, we do get stopped a couple times. And that's what he's working on. And he's getting better every week. And that's all I can ask for him. Home this Saturday night at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Duke City Gladiators are hosting the San Diego Strike Force. Nate, we got some tickets for you to give away. So if you are a friend of the show and you're in the Hollow Spirits area, come down and see your boys. We have a bunch of isotope tickets already. So there's a bunch of stuff going on in the community, which is just outstanding and great. When the team is on the road the way it has been for these long stretches and they come back home, what does that feel like for a professional athlete to get on the step on the home turf for the first time in a long time? It feels good because you're not sleeping in. Uh, a hotel bed yeah uh you're sleeping in your own bed you know you're on your own time uh you don't have to worry about packing you know make sure i got everything because once you get there of course yeah you know the bus can take you to go get something but you know it's a hassle yeah um so you know that's that's the main thing you know you're at home you know you have everything at your house uh and and it's a mental you know i'm saying and it's a lot easier to play in front of your own fans because of course you know when you go to away game it's only you and your brothers. That's it. You don't have no fans that's going to cheer for you. Right. It's the other team's fans. They're going to boo you. So all you have is your brothers, and that's that's tough. You know. So it's good to come back to Albuquerque to have the fans on our back. So speaking of the road trip, two losses by two points. 
What did you have to say in the locker room? Like when your teammates are looking at you, like well, what's the advice you gave them? How do you get them to snap out of it? So and it's crazy. So those, so the last three weeks, of course, have been road games. Right. Right. And, of course, I just got cleared to travel with the team. Excellent. So I haven't got to be with the guys when they lost. You know what I'm saying? But did I watch it? Yes, I, I watched it. You know, I, I gave them my point of view. Um, you know, it's just at the end of the day, we got to finish as a team. Um, we start off good as a, as a first-half team. We start off good. Third quarter, we know we, we slow it down. And then fourth quarter, we kind of pick it back up. We have, we have to be a two-half team. And that's it. And that's, that's why I told the guys, we got to learn how to finish. Because if we can finish, like I said, our record could be totally different. If all we do is finish. All right. The a couple close losses this year, and, you know, if it wasn't for a couple one-pointers, this team would be, you know, uh, or a couple games over 500 at this point. And, and I think I talk about this a lot when I talk about the IFL. It's just the most competitive league of all any sporting aspect. When we get back, we're going to keep Nate Davis with us, and we're going to connect with him on a new role you were telling me about at the press conference today. You're going to you're going to do something a little different. And we'll <laughs> go through that at length with Nate Davis. We're having a lot of fun with it. We're two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Starter days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings right here at Hollow Spirits. We take a couple sips or two of that Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. D. 5 o'clock. It is quitting time, Albuquerque. Welcome to your cars. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the boys. The boys and Nate Davis. Nate, welcome back to the program. Hey, thank you all for having me. Nate, quitting time somewhere, but it ain't quitting time here at Hollow Spirits. <laughs> oh, yeah. this, place, this place about to get rocking. I, it was kind of funny, like, as soon as the 5 o'clock hour hit, because uh, there's a lot of people here, right? I, but it did kind of feel like everyone who had their laptop open doing work, just sh- they all shut their laptop lids <laughs> at the exact same time. So it is uh, time for the livations, as they so call them. Nate Davis, uh, we went to the press conference today for the Duke City Gladiators. It was nice. It was a cool thing. TV's out. Radio, you know, I'm not going to say I was the only radio guy there or whatever. I, mean, I, just, I was a guy. But we were out and we're laughing a lot and going back and forth and, you and I are, are are kind of shooting it a little bit afterwards, and it turns out you you're doing a little play calling, a little play calling. Yes, yeah, you know uh, I'm taking the role of uh, of OC. Oh my gosh! Yeah, nice. So, congratulations. You know, put that on the resume, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know just to help out Ramon. You yeah, know what I'm saying this is just you know to keep our guys together on the field. Uh, you know, just I'm trying to help out however way I can. So, what are those considerations? Is this obviously you don't have a lot of years of offensive coordinating under your belt we've worked with a lot of them mm-hmm. so what does a quarterback want in a really good offensive coordinator what are some of the things you're going to do is it highlighting ramon or is it exploiting the defense so it's <laughs> so what i do is i the last couple of years i've been calling my own plays yeah, yes so that's what i've been doing so what uh, when i look at film i look at film with our guys and what we do is it's a team effort so is this not me it's not me you know, telling them, hey, this is what was, what it is, what it is. We're all thinking, saying, all, trying to be on the same page. This is what I see. This is what they see. Let's put it together. So if we're all on the same page, everything will work. Mm-hmm. So there's plays where, hey, Dello done made. There's plays where Sip done made. There's plays where Ramon done made. You know, and then, of course, I put my two cents in, but we're all putting it together. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the best part of it right now is uh, being, you know. And Ramon is just, you know, ears open and trying to learn. So I, I know you're a high-character guy, and I know you're not going to do what I'm about to say. 
But is there like a little piece of you just like wants to call 40 fullback dives in a row? <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. So like what w- w- what I'm all about, what I'm all about is winning. There okay? it is. Now, hey, if that 40, 40 fullback dive is working, uh, hey, we're going to run that. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to run what's working. But that's what and that, that's what we're going to try to do is do whatever it's going to get us to win. And that's what that's what because everybody's it's not about the stats that you put up right. It's all about wins and losses. Sure, I'll tell you what's been kind of a fun thing because you, you know my strong connection to Mexico Highlands University and and the fan base that came from Ramon Atkins now to the Gladiators because Ramon came to the Gladiators. That's so incredible to exactly. me. Yes, yeah. especially because he's close. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's so close, and that and that's great. And that's what we need as a community, and that's what we need as for the Duke City Gladiators, and for more people to come out, you know, and support us. Because man, we put so much time and effort into the community. Mm-hmm. So we, of course, we just want people to come out and just you know support us. Love you know, uh, before we took a break, like you were saying, how bad you want to be out on the field. And, like, coaching is just, like, it's just a little bit closer That's it. To, to you getting out on the field. <laughs> yes. Like, is that is that taste going to be good enough to hold you over? Uh, well, <laughs> it has to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, like, I can't do nothing else about it. You know, it, it has to. It has to uh, It has to make it do because I'm, I'm out for at least months. And, I mean, that's way past the, over, that's way past the season. Six from right now. Six more. Uh, no, so five. Oh, okay. Now. Five from now. Exactly. God, so, that's a know, crazy journey. Hey, it's yeah. a, and, that's, and that's what I, you know. So, and I don't know what the rules are about being able to talk about this on air, so tell me to shut up if I have to. But how does that work in the IFL? Is it multi-year deals? Is it every at the end of every season you're a free agent? How does it, is it, is it you or Ramones looking for a new team next year? Or how does that play out? So, yeah, so it's, it's just a one-year deal. Yeah. Every, every person on a team signs a one-year deal. And then I want to say in, like, November, maybe December, mm-hmm. uh, every team – Oh, so you both are going to get a bunch of calls. Uh, yes. So yes. every team, every team releases every player. Releases every player. You have to. Yeah. And then, of course, you're open to the market. Ooh, league rules. You know, so back to coaching a little bit. Unfortunately, you went down game one. Uh, Ramon and a couple guys step in, had a bumpy road. When you're on your last road trip, two losses by one point. You might be the offensive coordinator for the best 500 team in the history of the league, like you got the keys to the Porsche of a really fun offense now. Like, are you excited to drive this thing? Oh, around? of course, I'm. I'm very excited because, and the reason why I'm so excited is because I started off playing with these guys, so I know what the guys are capable of. And now all it is is now Ramon stepping in, and I know what Ramon is capable of. He's a great leader, you know what I'm saying, and he has all the tools. And now it's just that he has to learn the game, and that's for any quarterback in arena football. When you first come into the game. It's totally different than outdoor football. I mean, the bullets are flying. Sure. It's, it's just so so fast, and that's where, you know, that's where he is at now. He's starting to slow down the game for himself. And once he starts slowing down the game for him, sky's the limits for him. So, obviously, obviously you played in San Francisco. You're a San Francisco 49er. Uh, Mike Nolan there when you were there? Was Mike uh, Nolan there? No, Mike no. Nolan. So, uh, our head coach was uh, Mike Singletary. Okay, so Mike Singletary, who, yes. who obviously had his own style. Yes. But Mike Nolan will wear a suit. Yeah. Yeah. A suit when he coached, man. I don't know you know about yep. that's what you got to do, Nate. Like, forget, <laughs> forget the warm ups. You got you got to put tie on out there. Look the part. Steal the show. Yeah, I got a good tailor. You know how I dress. Yeah, <laughs> no, always fresh. Always fresh. The Forty uh, ers are in the news a little bit. Let's talk about that actually. So you were a Forty er from for like three, four seasons, oh nine yes. to eleven. So you were out there, and you know the Bay Area, and you know the media attention to the squad <laughs> or whatever. Yes, definitely. And I don't know if you boys saw this, but this is. Um, 
This is just the craziest thing. So Javon Kinlaw, who is the defensive tackle for the 49ers, he lost it on this dude Grant Cohen. So Grant Cohen is a, I want to make sure this is clear, boys, credentialed media from the NFL to the 49ers. That's about as hard as anything is to get <laughs> right. through SI. And I don't, we can't really even say the words that were used. <laughs> we, we tried to find an edited clip. No, it cannot be it does done. not exist. No. So this dude who reports on the 49ers, he's only ripping the squad. He's only ripping the young players. He's only ripping draft selections and everything. And Kinlaw was like, hey, listen, I speak on behalf of everyone, and we hate you. You <laughs> yeah. are soft. You are the worst. We don't want you in our locker room. We don't want you in our OTAs. We don't want you everything. What is the media like, Nate? At that level. It's tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, but guess what? That's their job, though. You know what I'm saying? Their job is to get you, because guess what? That's the best story right now. 100% true. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So guess what? Now his name is up there. Yeah. So that's their job is to get get the worst stuff out of you. That's, well, that's, that's what I see. Because this guy has clout now. We're here on this show talking <laughs> yeah. about him exactly. for, We're the, now for the exact situation. That you're describing. Exactly. We're have, in Albuquerque. Have you ever been in that situation where the guy's poking you directly, yes, trying to course. get you to go and on? you hate yes. that, dude. And, yeah. and I hate it, of course. <laughs> yeah. But, of course, that's their job is if they could poke you to push you over the ledge. Be- oh, man, I got the story. What I is, got the best story right now. What is the NFL doing, though, credentialing that guy? Because this isn't like a podcaster. This isn't like a guy with a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that gets to get into the locker room. I guess they're reopen- the locker rooms were open you, yes. when you were there. Yep. And it hasn't been with COVID, but I think it's getting back to that. But four days a week, this dude gets to come in and yes. just be in the mix, and everyone hates, hates him. him. Yeah. Why would you do that, 49ers? Why would you allow that dude to exist around your squad? Well, of course, well, now, of course, so now there's a, there's a big players' union. Yeah. So now the player union can go and vote and be like, hey, this is what it is. Oh, okay. You know I didn't know. Because, yes, there's a player's union. And well, I knew about the – I didn't know that – Yes. From his behavior, the yes, player's union exactly. can have his credentials stripped. So, and well, exactly. Ah. He's not allowed in the locker room. I see. I see. Well, that's a good, that's a good recourse yes. for, like, some bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, and, but and, then again, you know what I'm saying, you're fighting against the NFL. Yeah, which you they don't lose. We just saw it, that on real sports. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and that's the thing, you know. And But, you know, well, so the, all he's doing is doing his job. The, you know, and it sucks, you know, because the dude might be a good guy. You know what I'm saying? Kinlaw. But, you know yeah. what I'm saying? He, he might be a good guy, but he's doing his job. So, oh, the reporter. Yes, so, the reporter. Yeah, the reporter, I don't know. I don't know a ton of my name's Grant Cohn. I guess his dad was a reporter, which is how he got in the game. But this Javon Kinlaw cat. He was like, like you on your Call of Duty game. Like he was just talking. It was like he he was he's like, where'd the bass in your voice go, Grant? You sound. He's like, you softer than my baby. He was like, he was like, he's just going at this cat, and he's like, uh, so anyway, so Grant Cohen after the fact is like, he's like, I wish you would have hit me because I'd retire tomorrow. I'd be a millionaire. So George Kittle is like, what do you mean, NFL and media that you're going to plant someone in my building that's trying to entice? Yes. Lawsuits and yes. retirement opportunities. Yes. George Kittle's like, forget you. Exactly. Like, no one's ever going to talk to this dude again. See, but right now, we are talking. <laughs> yeah, we are talking about him. So right now, they're everybody's loving him. It's so like what they're going to do is like create a supervillain. Like, yes, I think you got to go the opposite route. And be like, oh, I love your reporting. You're doing so great. Come here, have a have a <laughs> cheese sandwich with me. Yeah. And he's like, what? Why are you doing this to me? I don't understand. 
Nate, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for bringing your family oh, out, yeah, man. No, appreciate it. Like I said, I appreciate y'all having yeah. me. It's always, a, you know, a great time being on the show with y'all. So you're going to hang out. You're going to eat and, yep. and do a little bit of a thing. Josh Sushan is going to join us. We're going to talk Albuquerque Isotopes Baseball. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We are live at Hollow Spirits. He is at Isotopes Park. Josh Sushan, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on, guys. That sounds like a good place to be doing a show. It sounds like the, the second best place in Albuquerque to do a show. Number one would be Ice Toast Park. That would be number one. Is yes, right, sir. Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah. like everything. But we'll be at Ice Toast Park tomorrow. Yeah, that's where we'll be tomorrow night. We'll be hanging out, having a lot of fun with it. Uh, before we laugh a little bit, I need to know, in your opinion, Josh, is Mark McGuire the greatest ginger athlete of all time? Ooh. Wow. Uh, I National like where you're Red going Day with this. Day. Yeah. National Redhead um, Day. Oh, it is National Redhead Day. Dang, I really wish I could do some research on this because nothing else is coming to my mind today. Right now at this moment, there's got to be a better one. But, I mean, he was good, you know, even before he started, you know, getting some help. He was good. So I got I got two good answers right here. And we didn't. Okay. We, we kind of got sidetracked and didn't discuss it. Number one, if karate is a sport, Chuck Norris. Then it's Chuck Norris. Yeah. Okay. Good answer. And if karate is not a sport, it's Bill Walton. Ooh. Both oh things. yeah. Don't forget about Bill Walton. So yeah, I like. I need to voice him out. Okay. I don't even think Walton ranks above the Undertaker, but I'm gonna go okay. I'm gonna say okay in the mix on this. I think it's Mark McGuire, The Undertaker, then Chuck Norris. Yeah, I got Walton as the best ginger and the best guy with horse teeth. Oh, yeah. okay. There you yeah. go. Who knew? Who knew? Josh, tough game, tough last night. I'll tell you what. I'm just going to say it like kind of bluntly here. The boys either can't catch up to it or the boys are getting fooled by it. As I, I think we had nine strikeouts in, in the first six innings or something crazy. What, what's going on at the plate, my man? Well, you were correct. Nine strikeouts for Colwyn yesterday in six innings. He showed why he's a former first-round pick. He showed why he's one of the top prospects, not just for the Rangers, but in all of baseball. So that's number one what's going on. Number two, the boys are slumping right now. You know, you think about, okay, you got Brett Boswell's just finally back from the injured list, but he's been out for five weeks just trying to get his timing back. Sean Bouchard's been out for about a month. We finally get him back today. Carlos Perez, we're hoping to get back tomorrow. That's three key guys who have been out. Colton Welker's been out for well over a month. That's four key guys who have been out. We lose Brian Servin to go up to the major leagues. His replacement is Dom Nunez. Dom barely played in the majors. He's trying to get his swing back. Dom is clearly struggling uh, since he's come back to to AAA. So you you look at all of those things. Montero was hot earlier. He's not slumping right now, but he's not on fire like he was earlier. And So you just kind of go down the line through through the guys in the lineup, and you're like, okay, that guy's – cooled off a little. That guy's going okay, but he's not great. That guy's rusty. That guy's trying to get a swing back. That guy just came off the injured list. You know, that guy wasn't expected a lot of him, and now all of a sudden he's playing like a, a lot more. You know what I mean? So all of those things add up, and then you put that against a first-round pick who was really good last night. And, uh, yeah, it's a tough night at the plate. Josh Witten Bernard notwithstanding, it seems like your seven, eight, nine hitters are doing a lot of the heavy lifting recently. Are these guys – making a case to get pushed up in the lineup. Interesting that you bring that up because Ryan Vallade is one of those seven, eight, nine hitters, and he gets moved up to leadoff spot tonight. 
which is where Valade hit oh, there last is. year. Voila. Yeah. Yeah, now he hit second most of this year, and then, you know, he got off to a slow start. So Warren Schaefer moves him down in the lineup. He's been much better lately. He's got He's been on base four times in the last two games. You know, he had a pretty good series at, um, at Salt Lake. So he's back up at the top of the lineup. Look, they need Valade. They need Valade to just be who he's been his entire life. He doesn't have to be, you know, C.J. Crone. He just needs to be Ryan Valade, the guy who he's, who's been really good his entire life. Because he's a key guy in this team, you know. I mean, he's on the 40-man roster. He's a prospect. And, you know, so they need him and they need some other guys to, uh, to get going as well. Talking a little bit about Peter Lambert, who's taking the mound. It's you know rehab starts. You know and they're a little bit different than kind of your traditional rotation stuff. How do how do the players prepare for for a rehab start, or is it by the time you get to the third one, this is this is kind of putting it all out there? So there's kind of two different versions of of, of, of rehabbing, right? You know, there, there's the Chris Bryant, who's the established major leaguer who's making a lot of money, and he comes in for two days, just gets his at-bats in, then goes back up to the major leagues. Unfortunately, he's right back on the injury list. In the case of Lambert, this is a guy who's still trying to to prove that he's going to stay in the major leagues, right? He had Tommy John surgery in 2020. He spent all of last year rehabbing very slowly from that elbow surgery. Finally gets back to the big leagues at the very end of the year. This year he has a setback. The Rockies are taking it very careful with him. So his first outing, he went one inning, then he went two innings. Today he's scheduled to go three innings. And then even after that, again, there's, it's not like there's a spot that, that is guaranteed for him in the major leagues right now. He, he's, he's still trying to establish himself as that guy. So it's a combination for him of the health of the elbow, but also just proving that he deserves to be one of the best five starters in the major leagues for the Rockies right now. You mentioned you mentioned CJ Crone. Josh. I'm just get to him real quick. Is this the guy that we've always thought he was, or is he just playing out his mind? Because there's like Mike Trout, Manny Machado, uh, Aaron Judge, and then CJ Crone is like the fourth best hitter in baseball this year. Where did this come from? He's always been a really good hitter, right? You look at what he did in college. You look at what he did in the minors. You look at what he did when he first got called up. He's always been a guy who's hit, but you know his problem was he was stuck behind Albert Pujols when he was with the Angels, and then he goes to the Twins and he's had some injuries and he basically had to sign a minor league deal to like prove that he was healthy and prove that he was still a good hitter. I, I think the Rockies got a steal when they signed him last year. I remember thinking, I can't believe this guy's available. This this guy's been, you know, this guy hasn't always been healthy and he hasn't always had the opportunity to play every day, but when he has had those things, he's been good. So. I'm, I'm not surprised. Now, am I surprised that he's the fourth best hitter in baseball, as you say? Well, I didn't think he'd be that good. But this dude has, has always hit his life. And if he can just stay healthy, I mean, I, I, think, I think he's one of the steals in baseball. They, I look like a they gave him a, a him minor the... league deal last year, and then he, they signed him for a two-year extension that wasn't all that much money this year by baseball standards. He's a steal, and he was a steal in my fantasy draft, too, and I took him in the 13th round. Oh, so my God. There's also that for, going for me. Good for you. There's something you said, too, about <laughs> I, I obviously I always lead, like, considerably St. Louis Cardinals. That's my fandom. That's my birthright. That's my religion. But being stuck behind it, Albert Poulos just this past week became third all-time in total bases. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy to see the amount of talent that is currently in the game that keeps talent currently in the game. From getting to that next level, sure. it's it's almost like there's a cap at every position. Your guy in uh, Atlanta right now, 
So uh, Olsen steps in for Freddie Freeman after Freddie Freeman left, and Olsen is not producing the way that he was beforehand, and it's almost like there's this mystique or this energy around it. As you've seen it in your professional career, Josh, whenever players have a established player above them at the major league level, does that affect their psyche at the AAA level? I think it can, for sure. You know, in the case of Matt Olson, and another example would be Trevor Story, I think that anytime you switch leagues, I know there's some interleague play, but there's not a lot of interleague play. I think that becomes a big adjustment, especially when you sign a lot of money and you go to some place and you're just not as familiar. The fans don't know you as well. The teammates don't know you as well. The media doesn't know you as well. You get up to a slow start, and it's, all oh, who's this new guy, and who did he replace? And this guy's supposed to be good. You know, the casual fans don't hop on your bandwagon right away. I, I think that that can be a, a factor for someone like a Matt Olson or someone like a Trevor Story. And then when it comes to AAA, to actually answer your question, at that point, if you have, you know, Albert Pools in his prime at, at first base, and you're a first baseman of the Cardinals organization, say, 12 years ago, at that point, you just have to realize, I'm playing for the other 29 teams, right? Either I need to learn a new position, or I'm playing for the other 29 teams. Because that's just the reality when you get stuck there, right? I mean, you think about the Dodgers infield so when it was Say, Russell, Lopes, and Garvey. For eight and a half years, the Dodgers had the exact same four infielders. And those guys never got hurt. So all the guys who came, from Al- who came through Albuquerque when they were with the Dukes in the 70s, every single one of those guys was like, all right, I'm playing for everybody else because those four ain't going anywhere. To, to expound on that a little bit, like, it's so hard to have, like, a Favre to Rogers transition. Is it because of, like, how rare it is or, like, because of, you know, how heavy lies the crown? Like, why don't we see this more often in baseball? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, you, you think about – so I'm going to go way back. You know, the Yankees went from DiMaggio to Mickey Mantle immediately, right? And the Red Sox basically okay. went from Ted Williams – to Carl Yastrzemski to Jim Rice almost immediately, you know. So, so there's so there's definitely times that are like that, you know. Um, if I spent more time thinking, I could probably come up with a few other examples. That probably doesn't happen as much because so few guys play their entire career with one team, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, outside of Cal Ripken and Tony Gwynn, you know, th- those two come to mind where they played their entire career with one team, where they were there for 20 years. You know, there's been a few others, but in terms yeah, of like 20 years of, yeah, a Hall of Fame career where, like, one guy immediately follows the next guy, it's hard to play for one team for 20 years because either they get sick of you or you get sick of them or your salary becomes too expensive or something happens financially that makes it hard to stay with one team these days. Well, and that's an interesting point, too, because the way arbitration is ran now, sure, like free agency in baseball is not what free agency in baseball used to be. And you'll now, like we talk about the kid in um, Atlanta, Acuna, where he signs the 10-year deal at 20 years old, and it's going to end up looking like a very good deal. Three steal. F- looks like a steal right now, but it's going to look like a super steal three, four, five years from now. So, yeah, one, once players get locked in, that's, that's kind of where their value's at. That's kind of where they're – Right, and that's yeah, it's a whole different dynamic. The business of baseball, to me, well, that could deserve an entire episode of this program, and we would need Josh for for all of it because because sure. there is there is such a a intellect to it that I I don't personally have. I don't understand it well enough to tell you what makes what makes what prosperous and what makes what struggle as it relates to players in the industry. We only got a couple minutes here, Josh. Uh, what's the pregame look like tonight? Who do you got, and what's it about? First, uh, I want to give a shout-out to Ray Liotta, who played Shoeless Joe in Field of Dreams. 
I thought that yeah, he was an nice, underrated great nice. character, even if the you know the even if it was it, okay, it was not a documentary. Let's start with that. It was, there was it was not close to a documentary, but I thought that Ray Liotta um, was very good in that film. So may he rest in peace. Um, as far as the um, pregame show, we're talking to Nick Kennedy. Kennedy was one of three isotopes who got out in the community yesterday. I love it when they do it. Michelle Montoya from our staff is so good at setting up these appearances where the players can have fun and they can learn about the culture of New Mexico. And so the players learn about the lowrider culture and about artists who design things for skateboards oh, cool. and for, and for uh, lowriders, and they really enjoyed it. They had fun. Um, you know, we had a big smile on his face. We talked about that, and we talked about some baseball. But it's just really cool when guys – I mean, he's a guy who – you know, was from Florida and then went to college in Texas. He had no idea about the Southwest and the culture that we have here, and he found it really interesting, and he really dug it. And so because of Michelle, you know, Nick learned something new about our culture. Smoking Aces is underrated. Ray Liotta absolutely was a monster in Smoking Aces. Did a very good job. You're not Good fellas. It's a very good film. It is. Good, well, good fellas. I mean, okay, a B tier. I ain't going to try to honor no <laughs> snitch. <laughs> Josh, thank you so very much Legend. for taking a couple minutes with us. You are the best, and good luck to the boys tonight. It's uh, snapping a three-game slide tonight. Is that correct? Yes, that is the promotion. It is snapping a three-game slide night at the ballpark. Oh. And then come see us tomorrow. We're giving away hats, yeah. man. Not us personally, but the Albuquerque Ice Topes. They got some very cool monochromatic kind of camouflage-looking boys sponsored by Pepsi. Uh, I got one early, and I tell you what, it, you. Is, uh, it fits. it's a good hat. It's a strong hat. We should yep. both wear our hats tomorrow to show how differently we wear our bills. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a rich fold of my bill, Josh. Are you, are you a flat or a fold? Uh, I'm a fold. I'm, yeah, a I'm a fold. huge fold. See, I'm a flat. I'm a flat guy. No, I'm like a flat. F- doesn't look good on my face. Like a- Ooh, I have seen your face. Yeah, I totally <laughs> get that. I 100% get that. Josh Sushan, thank you so very much, brother. I look forward to seeing you guys in person tomorrow. Oh, good Stoked. Yeah, I like that sentence. We're live from Hollow Spirits. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from Hollow Spirit. A little bit of NFL talk. Just filling out on a Thursday, huh? Yeah, fuck. People got off work. Yeah. Got their uh, work clothes off. Knew the boys were here. And then uh, coming out to hang out with us and get some Topes and Gladiators tickets. And, like, so if you're at the office, you're in office, or just come down hang out and hang out with us here in what I'm going to call the inside. I don't know what other terminology is. If maybe you're on the golf course, maybe you got yourself – like the beautiful patio outside, beautiful upstairs patio. This is Vital. You got to come down. This is the spot right now. Like I'm not even joking. This is the spot. I hear it's a nice. Speaking place. of the spot, I um I gotta apologize. Okay. You know we've been talking about gingers because it being National Redhead Day. Mm-hmm. Here not only on the program but in the United States of America. Okay. Could be international. I don't know. I'm a little uh. America centric here. Yeah, same. But I want to send a big apology to uh, Bill Walton and the Chuck Norris family and Mark McGuire family mm-hmm. by saying that each of them are probably number one on my g- greatest ginger of all time list. Sure, yeah. It's Brian White Mamba Scalabrini. Yeah. And it's not even close. And I feel bad for teasing these wonderful families, making yeah. them think that they're number one. They are not number one. 
So it's you, Brian White Mamba Scalabrini, and there's no other list besides that. You don't think it's former Intercontinental Champion and Canadian Sami Zayn? You don't think he's in the mix? People who I've never heard of can't be on my list. Fred. Okay. Yep. Good point. Yeah, okay. Excellent point. People you have heard of. I know who Billy Zane is, the actor. It's uh, similar, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the exact. Don't know the exact relation. People you do know of are John Gruden, though, and you know of him because he is a racist. And John Gruden believes he is only a racist because he was selectively identified and then outed by the NFL as said racist. So. Today, a Nevada judge ruled in favor of the former Raiders head coach on two motions, opening the possibility of a jury trial on his, quote, torturous interference claim that the NFL and Roger Goodell selectively leaked Gruden's emails to force his removal. And I tell you what, John Gruden is a jerk and a piece of crap and a terrible person, and he's absolutely right about all this. Oh, he nailed it on here. Yep. Yeah. Just like the Houston Astros who I went all show without mentioning, mm-hmm. just like the Houston Astros fell on the sword Literally opened for with a all of baseball. Killer Bees segment. Yeah, hey, you did, not me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, <laughs> you did. Not my words. Just like the Astros fell on the sword for all of baseball, for the cheating scandal, the NFL thought John Gruden would play ball and fall on the sword for the NFL for all their transgressions. He said no. No. He said we're not sweeping this under the rug. All the dirt's coming out, and I am so excited. It, there's an interesting dichotomy here, right? Because Gruden is forced out. Dan Snyder is not. Hmm. Tell me that Jeez. one of these individuals is worse than the other, and I'll tell you it's not John Gruden, although they're both terrible. you got to ask a guy if they want to be a scapegoat. That's how it works. This isn't a worse person contest. There's not only one winner. There could be multiple medalists. There can be honorable mentions. And there's going to be a bunch of them when all this information comes out. There's probably a couple reasons that owners haven't turned on Snyder yet, and it's the other NFL owners, and it's because they're all also Dan Snyder. Exactly. That. Yeah. That's exactly that. It's the only reason. Um, and if they all turn on Dan Snyder, what you're doing is you're, you're setting a real terrible precedent kind of in your fellowship, in your secret society of billionaire NFL owners. And they're going to start. They're going to start headhunting. They're going to start looking. They're going to start trying to scapegoat each other instead of like vocal mouthpieces, which is what they have done in John Gruden. And I think John Gruden is about to get a chance to air the dirtiest laundry that the NFL has in a jury trial because that investigation that was done by the federal government. And the way, if you're not familiar, the way the federal government does an investigation is they start and then they find something and then they start on that thing and then they find another thing and then they start on the next thing. This is not like if they were hire you, Van, as a private investigator and you find out that so-and-so has a rabid drug problem when you're supposed to be private investigating their taxes. Like, you just stop. You don't care about that. It doesn't work that way federally. This is one of the best times in the history of the world to be a private investigator in an NFL city because all these guys are going to be gainfully employed for quite some time, and all of these private investigators in NFL cities are going to be busy dudes. This is the friggin' summer of love for private investigators in NFL cities. Are you, you've been in litigation. Are you familiar with litigation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's a discovery process in litigation, right? And that's... Here's everything we know. Now you have it. That's literally how it works. Mm-hmm. And if you don't give it all, 
then well then you, you're dismissed. You're you're not doing it fairly and factually. That oh, it was on the tip of my tongue. What is that called? Mistrial. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, so it's got to go. This discovery process will get leaked. This discovery process will not stay private. It will not stay between Gruden and the NFL or whatever the defending organization is. Just like his emails correct. were. That's 100% correct. Yeah. And it will be Gruden who leaks it. And it will be someone from that camp, and he'll say, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It don't matter if you know because now it's out there. What about Jerry Jones's emails? Who looks into those emails? <laughs> How quick? That's pretty good. How quick does – how quick does Roger Goodell pull, like, a Tom Brady after Deflategate and destroy his phone? Like, how quick is there, like, that type of move? Which phone? His regular phone? His burner phone? His one for his mistress? Which which phone? All of yes. them? Yes, okay. And, I, like, and I'm not unaware of what's going on here. This is a bunch of people who are absolutely on the spectrum of – of awful and terrible and sad and they should be not be heroes to anyone for any reason and none of them are good people and i like the idea of watching all the bad guys go at each other because i don't know who the good guys are that are going to be left i think sean khan is one i think sean khan the the list is going buffalo um yeah i got three who do you got buffalo jacksonville las vegas the davis family is weird but they seem like they're on the good side. I agree. Yeah. And they were they were so, quote, unquote. Everybody else, watch your back. Yeah. And the Raiders, you know, the reason they caught such a reputation for so long was not that they were bad people. not They were, they were just kind of anti the establishment. You know, they brought in women in the front office. They brought in people of color to coach. They brought in kind of all these things that weren't mainstream. And let's be real honest about NFL fan. NFL fan kind of sucks. NFL fan is always late to the party. Oh, my gosh. And I don't mean timing. No. Yeah. An NFL fan don't want to see no change. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't like that at all. They, they, want the, they still want Bill Parcells to coach a team. You know, <laughs> they, don't, they don't go away for NFL fan. So, yeah, this is going to be the one for me. And, and, you know, also what the Raiders are doing, which I really like, is they brought in Colin Kaepernick yesterday. Well, apparently – this is the most banger of a workout ever, but Colin Kaepernick should have workouts down to an art form at this point as it seems like he's been doing them every year for the last five, six years. So if he's not running perfect route trees all the time, what is he doing? You practice like you play, though, Fred, and I'll tell you what, he's had a lot of practice in the last six years. At what, helping the Raiders give huge and middle fingers to the NFL? We are not talking about the game. No. We are talking about scouting combines. This is very smart to me because I'm a big conspiracy guy. And this is the Raiders going, hey, we are out to be against you. Like we're, everything that you are about, everyone that you've like harmed or wrong, including our organization, including our former head coach, who, by the way, we recognize had some skeleton in his closet, but we were willing to help him bury. If they get Colin Kaepernick on the squad, which I don't know if they will. I mean, I'm going to tell you I don't think they will, but I'm going to tell you I would love if they did. But this is the one where it's it's not only are we fighting, we're throwing haymakers. I could see the Raiders, if not signing him to the roster, he's a special advisor, he's a quarterback's coach, he's involved in the organization somehow. I could see the Raiders doing that just to throw up the middle finger to the rest of the NFL. 
who, oh, my God, I can't wait for this tidal wave of dirt to come out on all these owners. Same. Like, why John Gruden? Why is that the guy you picked picked. to fall? He's the wrong guy. No. No, you pick somebody way lower, and you pay him way more to fall on the sword. Correct. Don't take the guy who's been in movies. Don't take the guy who has his own TV show. Don't take the guy who's a public face who loves the attention. Take different guys. Yes. You picked the wrong one, NFL, and now you're paying for it. They keep picking, like, you don't pick Gruden. You don't pick Flores. Like, these are guys who want to fight with you. Yes. Like, we are fighting guys. And also, there's a guy on the airplane. Don't fight Mike Tyson. No, don't pick him. Quit picking the wrong people to fight with. Do not pick him at all. We're going to wrap it up to the top of the hour, and then uh, we'll end the program out before we hand it over to Isotopes Baseball at 615. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. 1324 1st Street, Northwest, Albuquerque, New Mexico, 87102. That's where we are. Hello, Spirits. We're here till 615 on the air. I'm sure we'll hang out a little bit longer after that. Setting up for the United Watch Party this weekend, man. You're going to have so much fun with that. You and I are hosting that. That's going to be here at Hollow Spirits on Saturday. It's 2 o'clock. Is that right? 2 o'clock? Tour? 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 Speaking of, speaking of two. Yeah. You know, redhead is a, being redheaded is a recessive trait. Correct. So is left-handedness, for Oh, okay. So usually recessive traits come in pairs. Well, so redheads are more likely to be left-handed. How about that? How about to Carrot Top? Hmm, to be fair. What about Carrot Top? What about him? Is, yeah, he, what real, about him? is, he, is he real ginger? Well, well, I'm not going to yeah, see I mean, if the carpet matches the drapes, yeah, Vital. Also, but Vital, did you just use a hard R on ginger? <laughs> like, I don't think I like that just now. I'm just Ginger. Ginger. Like, I mean, it's a man of entertainment and culture. Tomato, <laughs> tomato. Oh, okay. Well, so also sa- red. If you want to spend the whole day yeah. with us, we are hosting the watch party for... The United at Hollow Spirits at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Then I will be making my way over to the Rio Rancho Event Center for the Duke City Gladiators game at 6 o'clock. Yeah, I will then wrap up my time with the Duke City Gladiators and head down to meet you, Van, and Robert Gibson Friday, Saturday night at Fusion Theater as you guys are hosting a Talk ABQ comedy gong show. And it's going to be something crazy like... 15 different performers, yeah. local judges. I know Lola Ch- or Stephanie Chavez is there from 13. She's going to be hilarious. She's so funny. But it's going to be a good little evening. So if you want to hang out with your boys, come hang out with your boys on Saturday because we're doing a lot of stuff. Doors at 6, show at 7. Don't be on Albuquerque time. No. We probably will start a little late, but that's okay. But that's to give people more time to hang out in the lobby with their friends and family right. and have some delicious tractor beer and spirits. I feel that same way. Yeah, as yeah. one should. If you want to watch the University of New Mexico Lobos football team this upcoming year, uh, normally it's like, well, hey, go watch them in person. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. Go watch the WAC broadcast. Well, eight of these games this year, Vital, I don't know if you saw this, eight of the Lobos games are going to be nationally broadcast this year. Let's go, boys. We are there. I'm I'm kind of about this. Mountain West announced the television schedule for the season. Uh, UNM will be on CBS Sports Network six times and the Fox Family Network's twice, man. So there you go. That's really exciting stuff. So in addition to the television schedule, it was also announced that four of the Lobos games have been moved from Saturday to Friday. Now I'm going to tell you this. For me, college football is to be played on Saturdays. I'm going to yeah. be real transparent with you. But if you've got to play some Friday games, I don't hate Friday games if they're done 
correctly. Wait, Friday night, right? Yes. Okay, I'm busy Friday mornings. So the okay. <laughs> so September the 9th now is now a Friday game, and that's the Boise State game. And I know a lot of people were really excited about that. And that one is going to be broadcast on CBS, okay? So that is going to be a big change. Also, Friday night for the boys now will be September 30th. That's at UNLV. And that will be, obviously, in Las Vegas, Nevada. So you'll just have to tune in a day early. And then also the San Diego State game is now at home on a Friday. So that's November the 18th. And then the Lobos will finish their year at Fort Collins, Colorado, at Colorado State on Friday, November the 25th. That's the Friday following Thanksgiving, and I'm into that one. That one actually works for me. That's a fun one. So there you go. So kind of got that all figured out. And, uh, hey, good for the Lobos, though, right? Trending. Trending in the right direction. Yeah. We tried to told you a couple years ago. Been trying to tell you. Been tried to told you a couple years ago. Watch for this slow rise of the program. Can't just snap your fingers and magically be national champions. Let's reach out it's to It's going to take some time. It's going to take some support. But here we are already. Let's reach out to Danny Gonzalez and we get him on the program uh, tomorrow or the next day because uh, this is a big deal. This is a big deal one. I agree. Yeah, this is because the, you know, the whack is kind of interesting because football in the whack is good. There's good football in the whack. I'm not gonna, they're absolutely there's good. There's good all sports in the whack. But if the whack is like, hey, we're going to specifically spotlight that team in Albuquerque, I mean, that's, that's for a reason. Did I say whack, Mountain West? My bad. The, but the Mountain West, why would I say? That's because you, you grew up when the whack was prominent. Good point, yeah. yeah. But the Mountain West it's has a, good it's sports. a long time, though. A little bit of autopilot there for your boy. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's going to be a good one. It's always a good one when the Lobos are involved and then for a little bit of national attention. Do you think this is going to change the national narrative a little bit for the Cherry and Silver? Slowly but surely, yeah. yeah. Like you get to see the program. They don't put garbage programs on television, do they? Well, I mean. Garbage football programs. No. I'm not talking like the Big Bang Theory. That's a garbage program. Yeah, I've never seen one second. It's not what I meant. Okay. I'm talking about garbage football programs. They know the reputation of Coach Gonzalez. They know the support that you they have here in Albuquerque. And they see a program on the rise. And they want to highlight them on national television. I also wonder, like, if there's consideration for stuff that's not necessarily, like, the cookie-cutter things you look for. Like, let's use the Lobos, for example. We know the Lobos are going to play in high-scoring games. We know they're going to score a lot of points. We know they're going to give up a fair amount of points. Mm-hmm. We know the games are they're going to be played very well. They don't play sloppy football, do the Lobos. The, the Mountain West doesn't play sloppy So, if, if we were there... If, if we're there creating like a TV product that's really good that translates to the screen, you're going to want to feature that. You know what I mean? You're going to want to spotlight that thing versus maybe like, and I'm not trying to be this guy talking about like Vitals, Wisconsin Badgers, but like if you're a team that's going to do, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, do you necessarily want to put that on TV? And I'm not saying you don't because Wisconsin has a fan base, but I'm saying there's something to be said about exciting play and the Lobos have it. And it, obviously they see a program on the rise, but they also see – a team that looks good yeah. because their jersey game at the University of New Mexico is very strong, and it looks great on television, and I'm super excited to see these Lobos on television more often, you know, even though I want to be there in person almost all the time, so the, there's that too. The texter caught me on the whack as well, so there you go. Nice, so what good is, job. Yeah. I'm just kind of phoning it in there. Michael, Friday or Saturday nights for football, what's your, what's your jam? 
Now I'm old school. Uh, college football Saturdays only. But if you get a national yeah. exposure on a Friday night, you take it. Oh, you absolutely take it, especially Boise State. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about Maine, but Maine, I mean, Maine's going to be a big win for the boys. And to go up against Boise State, which, hey, and by the way, Maine's not slackers. You know, Maine, Maine was a winner last year. So if you can get a big W against a squad that won and then be able to get that big September the 9th, Friday night on CBS Sports Network, and, and that's against Boise State, like, at the pit, it's going to be packed out. It's going to be very good. Speaking of college football, yeah. speaking of Lobos, speaking of University Stadium, breaking news here, man. Okay, Slow. give it to me. Bowl games were announced today. Okay. Your New Mexico Bowl, your 17th annual New Mexico Bowl, the best ticket in town, Saturday, December 17th. Oh, perfect. 12-15. 12-15. smidgen off of high noon. I love everything about it. See you there, Albuquerque. One more when we get back. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program, live from Hollow Spirits. Good program today. I agree. I always agree. So I'm breathing a breath of fresh air here, Fred, on National Redhead Day. Uh huh. Apparently, I've been fed a bunch of misinformation. Give it to me. For about a decade now. The redhead recessive gene is not expected to die out. Well, no, I, it would have been gone already from the way you described how it works. Um, well, I'm not a geneticist. I'm not a hair scientist. Okay. But it made total sense to me when I first heard these air quote studies a long time ago. But the Internet said the numbers may dwindle, but red hair is not going away anytime soon. So when you so made congratulations to me and the last three other redheads. Whenever you made that claim, what you meant was red hair don't care about you saying that. Well, there's also that. There you go. Uh, Josh Sushan mentioned it earlier in the broadcast, but I do absolutely want to reiterate just a little bit on it. Um, tough loss for the world of entertainment today. Ray Liotta passing up um, apparently very peacefully and apparently during his sleep. So that's that's awesome. You know, that's I mean if. If you're going to go and, you know, in his late 60s, so a little bit gone too soon. But uh, Ray Liotta put out some bangers, huh? Oh, he's an absolute legend. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't consider him upper echelon, you're wrong. You a Goodfellas guy? Of course I'm a Goodfellas guy. I've never seen it. you never seen Goodfellas? I've never seen it. Oh, my God. You're going to hear so many references that you've heard your whole life that just blew right past you. Like Seinfeld? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I had to go back and watch Seinfeld as an adult because when Seinfeld like beat was prominent when I was a child, obviously I was not going to watch it. I was a child, right, right. And then going back, I was like, oh, I get, oh, I get, oh, I get, oh, oh, yeah. oh this, all this stuff happens to us. This happens all the time. Goodfellas, kind of that defining role. Field of Dreams, um, probably the second best baseball movie of all time. Probably the second best baseball movie. I'm not of all taking time. the bait. I'm not taking the bait. Michael, what is your favorite baseball movie of all time? Well, I like either Moneyball or Eight Men Out. Yeah, for love of the game, for certain, is the best baseball movie of all time. It's not even close as it 
combines my two favorite things, Kevin Costner and baseball, and that had really never been done before, Van. Bull Durham is sitting right here, Fred. It's sitting right here. And you keep choosing that garbage movie. You watch it's n- so frustrating. I'm a big shoot 'em up guy. Are you a shoot 'em up guy? I like to spread them out, but yeah. yes, yes. The, did you see Narc? Uh, Narc was good. Narc was good. Yeah, underrated. Super good. Very underrated. A lot of people say Something Wild was a good film. It wasn't for me. I did not care for it, but that is okay. Uh, underrated, uh, if we're still talking shoot 'em up gangster stuff, Copland. Oh, very good. The cops are the bad guys. Yep. There, there is a scene. Good. There's a scene in Smoking Aces. Oh my God, I love Smoking Aces. I love Smoking Aces. So Smoking Aces, actually, I think this is one of the first things you and I really connected on whenever we met each other years ago was our shared mutual love of Smoking Aces. Yeah, I think it's, it went in this order: beer, baseball, Smoking Aces. Yeah, and because you're a big Jeremy Piven guy, I, I'm more of a Chris Pine guy. Yeah, but, but it's all the same. But there's this scene in Smoking Aces where Ray Liotta is in an elevator, like with the mirrors inside of it, and there's, I don't know the other guy's name, Stabby Hand Guy, no clue. Stabby McStabberson. Stabby McStabberson. Totally. And there's a shootout stab out and like a full 360, like glass everything that that just goes down as, as one of the best, like enclosed fight scenes possible in film. I'm thinking like, you know, those like real tight quarter Jason Jason Bourne style things. Yes, yes, but, yes, yes. Yeah, it's just cinematically speaking, it's just very good. So tough loss for for all of Hollywood and, and for youth Ray Liotta. So um, Field of Dreams is an absolute banger. Field of Dreams is, um, I mean, I went to Iowa. You know, I went and saw Field of Dreams. You know, this is, it's, it's a thing you should do if you have a passion for, for it's, baseball. It's on the list. It's a thing, me being a huge baseball dork, Never being to the Hall of Fame and never being to uh, Field of Dreams is kind of a, I mean, it's a scar on my resume. Yeah. The, yeah. So I played uh, pickup baseball on Field of Dreams, and it was it was. Yes, kinda, Fred, I know. You talk about it ad nauseum. I, daily, almost. Yeah. And the way How's I, the weather today? Not as good as the day yeah. that I played in the Field of Dreams. <laughs> what it, and what it was, Michael, this is kind of a cool thing, is they don't play innings and they don't keep score. But because so many – you know, travelers or pilgrims, as I would call them, come to Field of Dreams every summer that whenever you get there, you just wait. And then you jump into a game wherever you fit into a game, and right. then you jump out after you play a few innings. So I played an inning in the field and laced a single. laced a, You know, and it's not like you're not looking at, you know, these guys just lobbing it over the plate or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. But it was, uh, yeah, after I laced the single in the left center, uh, I touched first base, and I'm like, going to need a pinch runner, coach. Because this was this was it. This that's all I needed at Field of Dreams, and yeah, it was. I don't know. One of my I got a little goosebumps right now. Even talking about it, they'd so. definitely be keeping score the day I was there because I'd be keeping book and heckling people. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that's what I would be doing. And because you don't know their names or numbers, you just write descriptors. Yeah, yeah. So. Hey, blue shirt. Yeah. Hey, platty boy, padding that ERA, aren't <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> <laughs> you see the kid from LSU yesterday who. Uh, pinch hit the the pitcher from lsu hit the home run Did you see this i did not oh my gosh so um so so last night i'm gonna get this for you real quick i'm pulling it up so last night um for lsu and this is about the funniest thing i've ever seen the this kid comes up and he hits this pinch hit home run right so he's he's never really played baseball he's or, i mean he's played baseball but he doesn't hit he's a pitcher yeah he's a pitcher so the manager for lsu i don't have his name in front of me because my computer's not working but uh 
So he's like, hey, can you go up there and swing it or whatever? And he's like, when's the last time you swung? And the, and the kid's like, high school. He's like, I, he was like, I hit bombs in high school, coach. I can, I can do it. Put me out there. And he goes up there and he, he just he lasers one. You know what I mean? Just puts it, whatever. It's the best thing ever. So and then in the press conference afterwards and the, uh, you know, in the presser, the media is like, like, so when was your last official at bat, like in a game? And the pitcher kid is like, coach, I lied. Like little league. he's like but he's like but you know i can hit game changers coach you know i can and i'm just that to me is like i i do know what you're talking about now did did you check the date on that article oh no i thought it was yesterday i think it's like a year ago yesterday oh was it okay so it might have been a flashback (laughs) yeah it's totally a, a flashback story yeah i love it he like lied to his coach to get in the pinch hit not only did he get in the pinch hit hit a laser beam out of the park. Right. And then at the press conference, all the real truth came out. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love it so much. There's some fun – baseball player – like a really good baseball character, like a really good – we were talking about that Savannah – that we haven't really even talked about. We just referenced it. The Savannah Bananas thing for, uh, that we saw in Real Sports the other night on yes. accident. Um, when you can get those guys who understand the game as far as like the entertainment aspect and you get those guys – who understand the game as far as the skill set to it, that's a fun mix. Uh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And you put personality on top of it. I was talking to our friend the other day, Ryan LaVarnway, who, who plays with the Red or won a World Series One with the Red minute. Sox now, plays in the minor leagues for the Detroit Tigers. We were talking about setting up some digital streaming stuff and, you know, the interface we – not now, we're at Hollis Spirits. The interface we use is called StreamYard, right? So he's, sure, asked, sure. he's asked me a bunch of behind-the-scenes questions. And, he, and he's like, he's like, well, I can't wait to screw this up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yes, like that's that's yeah. the be- in baseball, it's okay to fail seven out of ten times or whatever, you know. It's so, encouraged. Yes, you do that, you're an all star. You're one of the best ones ever. Yes. Speaking of Albert Pujols, third all time as he passed Willie Mays for total bases. Uh, does Albert Pujols get the appreciation he deserves? Uh, I he gets a lot of hate. Because he switched teams, signed that giant contract. Which wasn't that and giant. And even though he was a very good player for a decade, he wasn't Albert Pujols mm-hmm. on the Angels. Yeah. So he gets a lot of hate for that. But like any baseball guy knows that if Albert Pujols isn't on Rushmore, he's on the next whatever. He's either top four all time or he's on the next top four of all time. If you don't have him in the top four of your Rushmore baseball – Carve in a new face. Put five of them on there because sure. I mean, he puts five on it. It's like, gonna be it's gonna be tough to like because we got two living legends playing the game right now. Yeah, Albert Pujols and, and Miguel Shohei Cabrera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera. These are both top ten all time guys. Miguel is the guy who won't get that praise and love because of his attitude. He don't win. Yeah. He ain't a winner. He's won two World Series. Yeah, he ain't a winner. We're at the Isops Ballpark tomorrow night. It's gonna be a fun one. Come see your boys. We are up until the first pitch. I'm excited about it. Let's reach out to Coach Danny Gonzalez, too. Let's see if we can get him on, talk a little bit about this national exposure. Oh, who, primetime Danny Gonzalez? That's Is that who you're talking about? I love that. Yeah. I love that. Old PT? That's the name you Call PT with. real quick. Albert pulls singles in the bottom of the first. Tommy Edmond scores. Cardinals trail the Brewers 2-1. You're up ahead right now, Michael, but you just wait. You just, <laughs> just wait, Michael. Van, any final words before Too we? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out on the opening drive tomorrow with Jeff JJ and A Marie. Love that.
Good job, everyone. GG. See you at the lab tomorrow, Burke.